Humanity has battled with evil throughout the ages, fought tirelessly to protect itself from being consumed by the monstrous horrors that plague the land. But as darkness grows, the flame of hope grows dim. Who shall rekindle the fire? Who shall save us? finish this off with mostly fart jokes well hopefully a bunch of douchebags with dice will do the trick a bunch of nerds gathered around their screens drinking and dungeoneering in hopes to get some gold and girls join them for a crazy adventure these are the tabletop champions Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Champions Podcast. I'm Sean, your Dungeon Master, and with me tonight we have Stephanie, who plays Denias. Hey now! <laughs> we have Matt, who plays Aramel. You're an all-star! We have Ben, who plays Scrag. Get your game on. And we have Kyle, who plays Utax. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. <laughs> oh! 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 oh. Oh, you win. <laughs> you do. So uh, again tonight, again tonight, we are sponsored by Saga Meadery because uh, this is episode two of our night's recording, and um, shit's getting I'm messy. In, I'm into a bit of the mead, and I've got a lot of plot to do, so we'll see how that goes. So I just finished my first bottle. Again, thank you, guys, thank you, Saga Meadery, for sponsoring us. Uh, you guys do great work, as will be evidenced on this this podcast by how poorly I DM. So um, anyway, guys, why don't we... Your great work will prevent our great work. Right. So anyway, guys, why don't we roll a d20 and see what happened last week? Four. Thirteen? Six. Five. Oh, man. Thirteen. Ben with the thirteen. So last time we were on a boat um, and we got a... Scrag got a letter addressed to Randall and found out that Lena, his sister, was going to be meeting them and was excited to see Randall, Oof. who had just died. He did. Ray- he um, did. No. Raven, Queen, Raven Queen, rest his soul. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Does she still do that? I don't know. You guys will have to find out. Well, either way, uh, we flew around on the ship for a while, um, and eventually she met up with us, and Scrag had a talk with her and explained that uh, Randall died. And then added in as an afterthought, oh, yeah, we killed your favorite teacher. <laughs> Fact. Which she, she didn't really seem to believe, but. Well, yeah, she uh, didn't accept she, him being uh, dead. Yeah. Uh, and then she made Utax a new arm. Mm-hmm. Grapple hook. Uh, and then overnight did a whole bunch of other stuff, like magic cannons and a mini Utax that's named Lena. And she has a robot hand now. Yes. And she demanded that she was going to come with us to Chaywood, which was surrounded by this weird blue column of light or something. Yep. It's, it wasn't light. It was just blue. Just blue? Like, almost like a uh, sky blue cylinder of, of color shooting up into the sky. And she was going to come with us until Denias told Scrag, uh, no, she's going to die if she comes with us. So they locked her in Aramel's room. And when they got there, it turns out there was a whole bunch of, like, most of Avisac's army standing around. 
<laughs> and then what did you guys do? So we decided to try and make a distraction so we could break through. No, 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 no. You didn't decide. You guys talked and talked. Oh, and that's talked. right. We had a long discussion <laughs> about how best to bypass the guards. Well, people give us a hard time that we don't do enough planning. I Trust me. So... I'm only giving you crap, but you guys have made me so proud last episode with actually <laughs> planning something out. Well, you kind of put the fear of death to us, so we kind of have to. Yeah, he said no one was going to die, so immediately that sent it red flags. <laughs> I see a uh, death flag. <laughs> so we uh, lit one of their camps on fire. They were ready for that and just made a human wall around the entire thing uh, and then started having people march towards us. So we decided to fly over it, and then the magic stopped working, and... We're like crash landing and through the blue cylinder. Yep. And then what happened? So, um, um weren't they technically dwarves? They oh, were. Oh yeah, I figured out they were. Well, they were something. They were. Uh, they had dwarf-like. the build of dwarves. They were grayish, like jet black skin. Um, and as you guys were observing this, your your flying spells both failed and you guys came crashing into this blue cylinder that's shooting up into the sky. As you guys crash through the cylinder, you guys' vision all goes black for a few minutes, almost like you lose consciousness and you feel yourself like the thud hit the ground and you can hear other people landing around you. And as you open your eyes, you guys see yourselves sprawled down on the ground in what appears to be an almost bluely lit atmosphere. Um, the tree edges are almost lit with like a bluish light. Um, there's no color except for different shades of blue, and the definition is it's it's defined, but it's almost um, spectral or ghost-like. Okay, mm-hmm. and as you guys kind of gain, you know, sense of yourself, uh, to the left of you is a path. And you see, outside of all of this bluish color, a man clad in black walking up this path uh, somewhere off in the distance. He's very close to you, and you would have thought that he would have seen you, but he paid no mind. Um, uh, Normal-sized man? Like he's, he's walking towards us or away from us? Away from you. He's got a hood, okay. a dark black co- cloak. He's about six foot two. Uh, should we try and get that guy's attention or try and sneak past uh seems like getting past might be the best course of action right now well, we could try but if we're in the che wood like we're technically in the che wood right or are we still on the outside you guys are kind of in some sort of forest okay so we're the che woods che-wood would yet. still be a ways off i mean this is a three mile oh i forgot right i don't i think um i don't trust strangers <laughs> <laughs> stranger danger stranger danger Maybe we should Maybe we should follow from a distance for a little bit. We could do that. Uh, he was within like five feet following this guy. Wait, oh, he's, he's within five close. feet yeah. of us? Well, yep. then we're talking loud enough that he can hear us. We might as well just yep, talk to absolutely. him. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe hello? we do scream, hey, you. <laughs> no hello? response from this figure. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to tap him on the shoulder. Uh, your hand passes through his shoulder, but your hand feels very cold as it passes this uh, can I walk around and look from the front? Yep. Um, you see no definition of this person's face. They're just walking. Hands in their cloak pockets. Um, kind of head tilted down. Walking down this path. I try to like wave my hand in front of them. No, you're waving your hand from their face. He just keeps walking and he passes through you. And your whole body feels cold as he's walking. Well, 
he's rude and cold. And I walk back to the group. Uh, are we dead? Um, is that something that like you can do like an Arcana check on or something? I mean, you can. See... In general, the problem with Arcana checks is they tend to mostly confirm whether or not something is magic or not. And it's right. like, it's like, well, yeah, it's magic. magic. <laughs> right. No, I know. That's the bummer of it. It's like the Arcana check doesn't do much. The Arcana check like was helpful last season um, when they before they fought the uh, whatever angelfish because they could see what type of magic it was and the direction it was going. You know, certain different right. like as a DM, I try and make Arcana checks worth it on certain things. Okay, that's also I think what, what uh, Marcus had to do to try and control the city. Yes. Yes. If it's a powerful magic item that is like a non-standard effect, you can use Arcana to try and do stuff with that. Utax, you just walked back to the group, and this guy is just still walking down the street. So side. are we following him, or what are we doing? How fast is he walking? Maybe. Just normal walking stride. Doesn't seem to be in a hurry. Is it a lot faster or slower he's, he's, than our normal pace? Nope, your normal pace. All right. He might even okay. be walking just a little bit slower. He's not carrying a pack or anything. He's just clad in black robes. And it also, it almost appears to be swirling like some darkness around him. All right. I don't know what's going on here, guys. Yeah, but should we follow this guy? Because yeah, well, Utex can go right through him. Yeah. I that's mean, weird. I, I agree it's weird, but maybe we're supposed to follow him. They didn't. The dream said we'd be safe or something. I don't really remember. That was a long time ago. We, we need to go to the Chaywood. Is he going towards the Chaywood? Yes, he's going in that direction. Then we follow him. Yeah, so you guys follow him for about five, ten minutes when all of a sudden there comes to be like, the, the this path keeps going, but a path almost appears to merge with it. And um, you hear some hustle and bustle from the other path. A lot of music um, and a lot of stuff that uh, Denias recognizes as like a gnomish revelry. And okay. they're like, they're like, uh yeah, you just hear gnomish revelry. Um, up up off into the distance. Yeah, kind of where the path splits to like the east. You hear like what would be like a gnomish encampment, celebrating, partying, having a good time. Okay, can I send Gavin to go scout ahead? <laughs> Absolutely. To check out. He goes. Oh, okay, hey. not to kill him. Don't kill him, Sean. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, Tobias. Okay, Hi. I'll do you. I'll do you proud if you want me to go look. Just, just go look, but see, see if they look like some of our friends. Um. Okay. He's like, all right, and he flies uh, off, and this man keeps walking. Um. And about two minutes later, Gavin comes and back and stares at you, and he's like, "Which, which gnomish tribe were were you a part of?" Um. Oh crap. You have the insignia. No, I you know. Could, like, okay, so yeah, no, but I thought I came up with a name, so I give Gavin the insignia. And he looks down at it, and he looks at you, and he's like, "It's, it's your 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 group." Oh, I th- okay. Um, Gavin, how how drunk I'm gonna are go... you, Gavin? I'm usually pretty drunk, but <laughs> I'm I'm sober right now. Um, this is weird, Denias. Where are we? I think Denias is going to start tearing up, but I think she's going to start going towards them, possibly running. Okay. Denias takes off at a sprint. I, like, I am not happy about this, but I know it's what she would do. Oh, yeah. I, we chase and follow. I mean, yeah. what choice do we have? 
Yeah, you yeah. guys you guys come upon a gnomish caravan not far off of this fork. And um, you guys see, at least the original party, and especially Denias, what they recognize is, as Denias' tribe, except for fairly younger, like a lot younger. Um, like, uh, you tax, you would have, uh, no, none of you. I think Denias would be the only one that would recognize this. Yep. Um, you guys would have a fleeting moment of maybe like, oh, but no, nope, none of you would recognize this. Denias, these are your, your tribe, but like probably about 20 years younger. Like okay. eighteen years younger. Um, uh, do I see my parents? Yes, I'm gonna your, run towards them. Your father is is uh, standing. He just finished telling a great story. Everybody's cheering. He walks up to your mother and gives her a big hug and kiss, and picks her up, and um, they share this loving embrace. Uh, I'm gonna go run, and I'm gonna run up to them and and and. You know, I guess try to hug them. Is that weird? Probably. Your, I'm your gonna arms, do that. yeah. Your yes. arms pass right through them. Damn it. Um, yeah. At that moment, Denias crumbles to her feet and just starts crying, or she, crumbles to her knees and starts crying. And uh, this gnomish revelry is just cheering and happy, and they're like, "All right, friends, we're here. We're here for a birth. We're here for a very important birth. One that the." The area has said is a great celebration. We must bring great stories and, and great revelry. Good coin is to be made here in Shaywood. And uh, they're like, yeah, they're like cheering. And, and they're like, um, they're like, so make sure you have the, uh, the, ta- the tale of uh, the tale of the mouse and the sparrow. Um, you're going to need to sing this. And they're going through this whole like, like plan for this festivity. And okay. Denias is on her knees, just bawling her eyes out. Arabelle yeah. comes up and just like gets on his knees and puts his hand on his shoulder, just trying to like comfort her a bit. It's like, there, there, girl. Here's- um, I would assume that Denias would kind of suck it up and then kind of sit and maybe watch. You know, like she's been listening to everything everybody's been saying, but I think she's gonna watch now. I think we okay. can we can sit here for a little while, and it's just planning. They're just going about their norm- gnomish revelry. Nothing out so of the ordinary. I've also got a rock uh, that you gave me at the beginning of the campaign uh-huh. from my parents. Uh, uh-huh. If I pull that out, does anything change? Nothing changes. Um, okay. So I guess we watch for a little while and then I'll probably What's say- weird though is um, as you're kind of looking at this revelry, um, your father looks down at the ground and he's like, ah, this is Lucky Feldspar, and he looks at it and puts it in his pocket, and it's identical to the rock you're holding in your hand. Do I know what Feldspar is? No, it's just a thing. It's just different okay. than any of the other rocks around. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Then I guess I I'm gonna sit and watch them for a little while, and then tell the group. I think I think we need to go now. You sure? Yeah. It's not really right. them, but I miss them. It was nice to see them again. Okay. We can go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Gnomish we Revelry go. fades off in the distance as you kind of make your way back to the fork in the road and head back down towards the Chaywood. Um, and as you do so, as you reach kind of the apex of this path, it like gets to the edge of a forest and then there's just past that is the Chaywood. You notice a few large buildings um, and some other fairly squat buildings. It's not a huge city. Um, there's what appears to be a school here, you know, and just average kind of small town but the school would be the standout of this area 
And this man is kind of staring from the edge of the forest at the Chewa. And then all of a sudden, he whispers some words and disappears. We couldn't hear the words, could we? Uh, give me a perception check. <laughs> Natty 20. Okay. Um, 24. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's conjuration magic. You specifically, uh, Utax, hear the incant for teleport. Oh, all right. He's casting some okay. high-level magic. <laughs> I can't do that shit yet. So, yeah. Um. It appears okay. to be just a normal day in the city. Um, there appears to be uh, people erecting some some sort of decorations in what would be like Main Street. Um, it's a small town, but you can tell something big is happening. Um, do I see anybody like walking down the street? Oh, there's uh, tons of people. So can I can I like kind of you know get one of their attention? And, and excuse me. Uh, they pay no attention to you. The person that you're trying to get attention walks right through you. Um, excuse me. Uh, no one's paying any mind, <laughs> but you hear, you hear like the streamers should go there. Laura, this is her special day, and her daughters. We were told that her daughter was going to come, and now the day has come. Um, so can I get that guy's attention? <laughs> yeah, you can keep trying to get people's attention. No one is paying any mind to any of you, and they're well, pa- we, we're passing okay. through all of them still, right? Yes. You guys can just stand there as this hustle and bustle just passes through. You don't feel like a cold sensation like you did before. Um, if you guys would like to get like a, a sense of what people are talking about, you can do that by giving me like perception checks or insight checks or something like that. Sure. Uh, I got a 21. 10. Okay. Uh, people appear to be talking about the coming uh, of, of this little girl that's going to bring the Chaywood to greatness by doing good things in the land. Um, it was talked about by some sages that um, this person was going to do something with the world that is completely unheard of. No one really has context on it or anything, but there is a tiefling woman that lives on the outskirts of town that bore a child as according to how the sages spoke. Oh, boy. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like furiously writing notes, and I think this is the only time I've ever done it in the entire campaign. (laughs) Yeah, well, I kind of, when you you first said birth, I was like, okay, I think I got an idea of what's going on here. So Denias and and Scrag both picked up on that. Aramel rolled a crit fail. Uh, (laughs) Aramel's just kind of looking for that guy. He's like, where did he go? Where did that guy go? I'm busy. Uh, I'm busy looking at the, all the pretty women. That's he lost. Why. He lost memory of all of his good jokes because the butt of the joke left, and so now he's trying to think of new ones. He's like trying to think of something witty to say, even though this is definitely not the time. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, Denias, I think I think we need to go to the, the edge of the town then. What people are saying. Um. Oh. Okay. I don't really totally understand what's going on, Scrag. I, I'm not really sure either, but something's um, going on. Sean, would I pick up that it that I think that they're talking about me? I mean, you could. I mean, a, a, you as a person. I mean, you're playing this character. You're picking up on it, right? Uh yeah. So this isn't I like mean, a meta game standpoint. I mean, like you're you could definitely figure out that they're probably talking about you. That's kind of what I figured, but I wanted to make sure. Okay. I think it's fair because you saw your tribe. Like, 
if we walked into a town yeah. and it, everyone was dead and they were just talking about the birth of a tiefling, it'd be like, well, that's kind of weird. Um, but I think that on top of the fact that you just saw like your dead tribe that looked like they it was 20 years in the past and you're roughly in that general vicinity age range. It's like, yeah, I think it's fair. That's Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So yeah, all of this is kind of coming to a head with you. You're kind of beginning to understand that this could be all about you. Okay. Um. So, so, okay. Scrag, what are we doing? Well, it, everyone was talking about some woman who lives on the edge of town. Maybe, maybe we should go check that out. Okay, maybe we we go find this woman. So how uh, do we find her? Can, can we like <laughs> figure out from listening to people which which direction it is? Because we can't ask. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of hearing, and you kind of hear it's like she's always been kind of like an not an outcast, but she's lived on her own. She hasn't made great strides to integrate herself with society, but she's always been pleasant. She's just kind of stayed on her own. And this child was said to have been born by someone but they some some man that was also supposed to be a like a great force in the world but there is no uh inkling of who the father is but as you're kind of hearing around you hear that like if you take like they're talking about where to which path she's going to take to get here bringing the child and um there's a path that leads out the north end of town that you would think would be the way to go, and you would hear that you would cut left down a small path into the forest. Are we going there? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think we do. All right. Okay. So, so we do that. Okay. Okay. So you guys work your way out of town. You make your way down this path. Um, there appears to be a small, untrodden path that leads to the north that you guys could follow. That seems like the likely path. It's into some dense forest. Um, man, I wish we could ask literally anybody literally anything <laughs> right yeah, so this seems like the likely the likely path because i'm guessing you guys listened for a good hot minute trying to figure out where the <laughs> fuck you would go yeah so yeah. yeah so it would be down this little path that leads into some dark and gloomy woods okay we wander down okay. the path i assume yeah so you wander down the path and it comes to a little a little like grassy knoll in the forest covered in trees except for just in front of it is a large farm and across this farm, you see a cabin with one, like not a cabin, but like a small, like wooden house with one light on. Nondescript. And you see, yeah, nondescript. And you see a shadow <laughs> in the window of um, a figure, but they appear to like have horns, like ram horns. Um, I'm going to go start towards the house. Okay. Yeah, you work your way across the fo- uh, farm, but are you just kind of, it's kind of dark in here. Make me a dexterity mm-hmm. check. Yeah, sure. I assume we're not really being stealthy at this point, right? 17? Yeah, yeah. No, you, no. you almost trip over like what is like a um, water pump, you know, like a farm well pump. Um, but okay. you bypass it and you make your way towards this house. I'm going to keep on going okay. until yep. I get to the house. Yep, you get to the door, you get to the door of the house. It's closed and you hear... A very nice, pleasant singing coming from the inside. Is it something I've heard before? It's oddly familiar. Okay. Um, okay. I knock on the door. Your hand kind of passes. Okay. Then I walk through. Yep. That's a fun way to walk into a house. Small. It's a very small house. Um, but what you see is a tiefling woman that looks oddly similar to you. And she is just beaming with a smile as she's staring down at a little baby with little sprouts of horns coming out of its head. Um, 
and she's just singing to her this song and just rocking her. And then she stops the song and she's like, you're my little, you're everything I've ever wanted. I just wish your father was here. She like wipes away a tear a little bit. He can't be here. He can't be here to see you on this glorious day. My little Denias. Um, I go to approach um, the crib and her just to get closer and to see She's like standing. Her face. She's like standing. You look at her in the face and she has all of your same features. Just slightly different, you know? Okay. You eye her up and down and you know for certain that this is your mother. Right. Um, is there anything else I notice about the room or, Yeah, you there's know? a music box playing. Okay. A tune that is oddly familiar. Did you play that music box that you got from Grifto? Uh, I did when I got it. Because what's really interesting is all of a sudden popping into existence is a little halfling that, that pretty much is Grifto. And he's like, I'm sorry, Denias. And he grabs the music box off the counter and pops out of existence. But he says that to me, Denias. Yes, to you. And um, he like smiles at you like sadly a little bit and waves to you and then disappears. Um, so I'm going to pull out the music box that I physically have. Yep. Do you play and it? And I'm going to play it. So as you play it, um, your mom begins like singing a song that matches the exact timbre and sound of this music box. And it, it sounds like an old like lullaby as um, baby Denias is like cooing in her arms, looking up at her mom and she falls asleep. Is the rest of the party in here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at least I was just inside them, maybe looking at like the windows. It's yeah. almost like an odd coincidence that this is happening, but it's like she's almost singing to the music box. And as the music box comes, comes to a click and stops, the door bursts open. And standing in the doorway is a black hooded figure, the one you recognize from the path. And Denias, his mother, says, Oh, Galdrin, you came. And he says, I'm here to see my daughter. She says, Well, of course, come over here. No, you don't understand. I'm here to take my daughter. You do not have rights to the child. She says, What do you mean? What, what are you saying? And he kind of grows more imposing. And his form grows and contorts. And he says, In our time apart, I've become more powerful than you know. This child leaves with me. It is a threat to my power. Give me Denias. And she says, No, you can't, you can't take him. And he says, Give her to me. And he outstretches a hand. And as he does so, a beam of dark shoots out from his hand and you hear a screech from her. As all of a sudden her form turns to stone, like holding a little baby. And Galdrin walks up as this woman is completely silenced, grabs the baby, and begins to start out the door. Baby Denias begins to start crying. And as she does so, a figure that you guys almost don't notice appears in the doorway and says, I can't let you do that. And all of a sudden, all shit breaks loose. A great battle begins between these two figures. This figure is bearing, uh, if the people who were at the beginning of the adventure um, remember that there was a circle at this uh, campfire in the beginning of where there was a huge fire. And there mm -hmm. was these, uh, this adventuring party, and standing in the center of it was a man that was robed 
with some silver pan pipes emblazoned on his robe. Um, this is that man that's standing there, and a great wizard battle breaks out. And all of a sudden, the man with the pan pipes outstretches his hand, a beam of energy shoots out, and the black man's form dissolves and almost incorporeally shoots out the window as the man with the pan pipes grabs the baby that's falling and crying hysterically. And he says, there, there, we'll find a place for you. And he walks out the door. Well, shit. And um, all of a sudden, the world around you begins to contort and change. Um, from what was once a blue-hued everything, it now begins to fade back into existence, except for this cabin now looks extremely dilapidated. Um, there's holes in the roof, the timbers are breaking, and it seems like this blue light itself has completely dissolved, or this blue aura has completely dissolved into a long-neglected cabin. And in this room, there is a decrepit crib and the aging remains of a stone tiefling woman sitting in a chair. Well, shit. Um, I go and approach the statue. Yep, it appears that it was holding something at some point in its arms. Um, can... I'm going to start the music box. Okay. Just set it and start it. And the notes begin to hum through the air in this solemn, quiet room. Um, Hoof. Is there... And I know. Is, yeah. This is, is there like any... a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, how the feels. Um, yeah. Is there... Do I detect any magic still on her? No. Okay. So she's just stone and there's not a damn thing I can yeah, do about it. Yeah, and it's it. actually like pieces are kind of broken off. Like it's... Um, long forgotten. Um, is there anything else that I notice about the room? Um, that you know, either something that was of hers, or something that I can take with me, or something that interests me. Yeah. Um, you search the room, and in here, as you search through the door drawers and kind of look through stuff, you find it, what like a dress that would have belonged to your mother. And okay, it is I take of it. a fine fabric that um, doesn't seem to have aged with time. It's very beautiful. If you decide to wear it along with your armor, you can add a plus one to your charisma. Cool. And as this scene is kind of quiet, Denias is kind of reflecting, and all of you guys are just staring on in a what-the-fuck kind of manner. All of a sudden, you hear footsteps and a door creak, like as though this door has not been opened in a very long time. And in walks a man with silver panpipes on oh, his robe. Oh, God, I hope I'm not supposed to know and what that means. And he looks Ugh. at you and he says, um, you've made it. Now, come with us. And around all of you, um, Utax, a uh, dragonborn, all of a sudden appears behind you, puts his hand on your shoulder, and you warp out of existence. Uh, Scrag, wh wait, what did... Okay, I'm trying to remember what all of your characters looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Stark is Joff. But either way, yes. But either, Stark's, Stark's a half-elf. Half a half-elf pops behind Scrag, puts his hand on his shoulder, he pops out of existence. Uh, Matt, what did... Uh, um, why am I drawing? Marcus. Marcus. It's the mead. Marcus. It's the mead. It's the mead. Yep. Marcus sure. puts Human. his hand on... Yep. A uh, man resembling Marcus puts his arm on Aramel's shoulder and he warps out of existence. And uh, Mercy, a goblin, yeah. comes in. Yeah, the goblin Stephanie. comes in. Yep, uh, puts his hand <laughs> on her shoulder, and they all warp off, disappearing. Um, 
So all of a sudden, you guys, after this week's what seems fuck, like sponsored by Saga Media. Yes, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after what seems like an eternity, or even maybe seconds, you guys can't tell. All of a sudden, uh, so this room, uh, this room is basically, um, it has it's a circular room, a and there appears to That's be this room is. three. There appears to be three thrones in this room. Okay. All of them sit empty, and they are all grand and beautiful. It almost appears to be the seating place of a god or someone of great note. And standing before you is this figure. And they pull their hood off, and it appears to be a female. Um, And she looks over all of you with glowing white eyes, and she says, Welcome. I am Oldamara. He says, thank you for making your way to the Chaywood and somewhere we could retrieve you safely for a conversation. What is it that you want to talk to us about? And old Damara looks at you and she says, about you and the rest of you and what's going on in, in the mortal realm. What's going on oh, in the realm of the gods it? and where everything is happening right now. You see where you're sitting right now is the final plane of the gods. All of the rest have been destroyed. The Raven Queen, Corallon, was killed. The Raven Queen found refuge in the mortal realm. Same with Bahamut. But the rest are dead and gone. The ones who are on the mortal realm have no way to make their way back. They are doomed to that plane for eternity. And you find yourself standing here because you are of great importance. I'm sure you've noticed that what you carry is no no normal trinket. And she looks at Denias. Well, yeah, I figured that was Oculus talk. Right. So Denias pulls out the Oculus. Um, it's glowing the exact same as it always has. Um, and she says, yes, that's it. But all of you are important to this mission. And I bring great news and terrible news. And she kind of looks around and looks at the thrones and motions her arms. This will be the last bastion or the new bastion, as it were. The new seat of the gods, the new gods that will sit and rule over the realms as things are rebuilt and taken back over. Know of your father, Denias. Yes, I do. He is no mortal. He is something else, something different. But what is he? He is a creature of the void, Denias, and his kind have sought to destroy the planes. We've sacrificed many things, many people, and many planes. But he is the final one, and he seeks to destroy the mortal realm. He has been sapping it of all of its magical energy. He's been pooling it into one great force that he will then destroy and unleash upon the mortal realm, destroying the final gods and taking over as ruler of all. You all have seemed to fall an ass backwards into... A whole lot of trouble, but in doing uh, so, you firmly that would be an assert- understatement. You have firmly asserted yourselves completely by accident, may I say, into one of the most important things in all of the realms. Yeah, I still don't really get it. I stand in awe of you. It seems that through happenstance, you continually have proven yourselves to be the ones that are meant to stand here. All of you, but one, and that mm. one we must ask for help. You see, there are three thrones, three seats to be taken, 
as the gods to oversee the happenings in the mortal realm. But there's something that must be done. Something grave, terrible. Something I do not ask lightly. What is it that you want us to do? And she turns around and looks at the thrones. She says, one of you must die. And she turns and looks at Denias. What do you says, mean I have to die? <laughs> I ask a favor. I ask the greatest sacrifice. The mortal realm will be destroyed without this. Everything that is known and loved and exists will be destroyed if he is able to unleash that magical energy. The only thing that can contain it is a strike from the Oculus. You wield the Oculus, Denias. But should you make that strike, you will die. Are you sure? <laughs> have, has anyone ever really tried it? We have, is, it is it just like theory? Someone must make this strike on the magical energy. No doubt you've noticed the unsettling things that have been happening with the magical energies in Irulan. It is unbalanced. It is, a, 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 I guess I could put it as a bomb of unimaginable power. But what the Oculus can do is redisperse it, recreate the weave, reinvigorate the mortal plane. Yes, there will be deaths, a great many, but it will save the mortal realm from complete destruction. Well, are you like sure? I. <laughs> I mean, should one of your friends. I mean. Denias has found herself attuned to the Oculus. It, I mean, should one of you want to take up this mantle, it, it might take some time, but it is time that we don't have. See, in those final moments, we have the ability to pull the rest of you out and take your seats as gods of the realm. But someone must strike the weave. Someone must reset the magical energy. Well... I promised that I would defeat my father, and if that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. We have help. No doubt you've met a few people that are of note in your journeys. There was the Raven Queen, and of course, oh, that trickster, that silly guy Bahamut. You might have known him as Mutt. They are falling on the position of Avisak as we speak, awaiting your strike. They will assist you, but in doing so, they will also perish as will your father. But then what happened? No one truly knows. A great change, a great upsetting of the, the magical forces of the world, but I can assure you the world will not be destroyed as it will if your father has his way with the weave. He's going to destroy the mortal realm, Denias. He's not seeking to rule it. He's seeking to destroy it. But why? No one knows the motivations of the Void. One day, they just decided, and one by one, they've destroyed the planes. And I can assure you, he means to destroy the mortal. Well, I'm not going to let it happen. And she looks at you, and she says, I was hoping you would say that. You will take up this charge. Yes. You all will assist. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say no now. I mean, jeez. And she says, she says, then, with my dying power, I grant you this. Good luck, adventurers. And she outstretches her hands, and as magical energy flows through all of you, she dissipates, and in a poof, she disappears. 
and you guys are left standing in this room to look around for mere seconds as you're warped back into this cabin. Um, so basically what just happened is all weird magical shit that was going on doesn't exist for you guys anymore. So all of the stuff that was taken away, i.e. divination magic, whatever, is reset. All, all the right. stuff Aww. that was double powerful is reset. Oh. oh. I liked yeah. that. But yeah, that... all spellcasters can take in one extra spell slot for every oh. single one of the levels that they're capable of. Uh, what? Fantastic. Yep. For for real, for real? For for real, for real. Right. Um, no takes Scrag not being yeah, a spellcaster. I've already clicked all the buttons. It's um, your <laughs> Scrag. Once you click the buttons, there's no going back. Scrag, your exactly. AC increases by two. Okay. And uh, your weapon now does radiant damage. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, you don't cast spells either, Aramel, do you? Uh. The only one I really have is my racial thing as a high elf and my increase, dominate person. Increase your AC by two. And now Ooh. you do radiant damage. Awesome. So yeah, you guys find yourself back in this cabin. You guys hear a whistling from outside the door like... Hello? Are there people in there? Hi. Hello? It's me. It's me, Mutt. Oh. But... Just wanted to come see you guys. You find what you were looking for? I guess. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe. And he walks in and he's just chewing, like, like holding up like half a pig, right? And just fucking gnawing on it as like his canaries are also taking bites off of it. And he's like, well, um, <laughs> you, uh, yep, you heard all that? Uh, uh yeah, we did. Well, uh. I'm uh I'm here to help you, uh, but I will tell you uh, our time for meeting is later. Um, you guys should go. <laughs> the uh, Avisac is circling on this position, uh, or the okay. uh, the guards of Avisac are circling on this position. Well, we better get back to my ship. He says, "Here, I can, I can help you with that." And he goes, <sighs> and all of a sudden, one of his canaries flies off of his shoulder and then morphs into a giant gold dragon. Whoa. And he's Please. like, uh, he'll I take you. I one of those birds. <laughs> and, uh, Can I have one of those? Yeah, so basically uh, there is a gold Gavin's dragon a bowing, its head, bowing its head to you right now as for though you should mount its back. You hear scrambling of guards in the woods. Everybody on the friendly dragon. Yeah, I mean. He's like, a, yeah. okay, we'll uh, see you later. And he uh, all of a sudden morphs into this blazing like silver platinum dragon. And then f- jumps off with like a shockwave and flies into the distance as this gold dragon is sitting waiting for you guys to head off. I look back and it's like, that was kind of awesome. And uh, yeah, so you guys mount this dragon. The dragon takes off at a start. And below you, you can see these guards circling around this cabin. Uh, they notice this dragon and they begin unleashing arrows, but they're just turned away by this dragon as you guys fly off into the distance towards your ship. High above the clouds. Hey, well, this is dope. I mean, and he says, so day. the dragon says, so where are we going? Uh, to my ship. Where is your ship? I give him directions. Yep. Um, you map quest it and, yep. uh, <laughs> you uh, find yourselves looking down at this, uh, um, this inlet of water, uh, at your ship. And everybody's just kind of staring up at this massive dragon. 
Um, as you get closer and closer on this dragon, these weapons begin to be pointed towards this dragon. Is it from, you mean the weapons from on the my ship? ship? Yeah. I yelled out, I was like, hold your fire! And you hear Percy say, it's the captain! It's the captain! I can see him through through the telescope! Hold your fire! Anyone that fires gets to pull double shifts on the latrines! And might be murdered by a dragon. Right. <laughs> Everybody kind of holds their weapons as this dragon uh, comes to like a gliding stop in the water. And uh, basically is just hovering near the edge of the ship with his neck kind of leaning over you so you guys can walk onto the ship. Uh, I, I walk onto the ship. Thanks. Much appreciated. Good luck, adventurers. That was a lot of fun. And uh, the dragon flies off into the distance. And you guys are left on this ship. That's not something that happens every day. All right, so now yeah. we have to actually figure out what the fuck to do. That's that's kind of the crux of this point. No one's room. really giving you information because you guys have just handled this yourself the whole way. You might as well handle the end of it yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we're bad at, like, I mean, I guess, you know, we've got people on our side, which is good. Mm-hmm. You but... hear a pounding from uh, Aramel's quarters saying, Scrag, let me out of here! Oh, oh, I forgot yeah. she was in there. Scrag, do you want yeah, to let her out? Yeah, Scrag, Scrag runs over and lets her out. And she's like, you liar! You liar! You, you, I told you I was coming to help and you wouldn't take me with you. I'll never forgive you, Scrag. Never! I, I couldn't take you. I would have gone. It was my duty to help on this mission. I was supposed to be there to help you. Randall did, and it was my turn. You took that from me, Scrag. You took that from me. What was I supposed to do? Just let you get yourself killed? I wouldn't have died, Scrag. And if, even if I did, it would have been for the cause. You would, un- you should understand that. But you don't. You don't have honor. All you care about is Scrag and maybe taking care of me. You don't care about the greater good. You don't care about anything. All that you've done through this whole mission, from what I've heard, is just stumble. Oh, and try and pay my tuition, which, thank you, was very nice. But when I ask for (laughs) one thing, when I ask for one thing, probably the most important thing you could do, take take care of my Randall, you couldn't do that. And then when I asked to help, you couldn't do that either. You could give me all the money in the world you want, Scrag, but you can't give me the support I need. Damn. Goodbye. Oh. And she walks to the edge of the ship, pulls a rowboat, and uh, begins to settle down into the water. I cast hold person. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that twice in a day? No, I'm just joking. Yes, I can. Um, So she's lowering herself into the water. First of all, you gave her an extra spell slot a couple minutes ago. I cast dominate person. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Uh, what's the spell save that, you see? That, 16. Okay. 16. From Sean just has like a world of like, are you fucking kidding me? She fails as her mind contorts for a second. And then she looks up at you, Aramel. Now, I think it's best if she stays on the ship. She might do something that she's going to regret later. I look at Scrag. He's like, should I put her in the brig? Oh, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> are we going to oh, keep her prisoner? What are you doing? Do you really want her to just run off? No, but what the hell did you do to her? It's only temporary. She says, yes, uh, that would be delightful if I went to the brig. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go 
put yourself in the brig. Uh, Percy, why don't you uh, escort her there? Make she sure says, she's safe. She says, yes, Aramel, I will go to the brig. The fuck? What? And she climbs up the side of the boat with her mechanical arm that is like very stout. She's like holding on no problem, climbs up the side of the ship, um, and kind of just walks her way down there. Ar- Aramel, what do you... You can't just do that to people. What I don't... Since when can you do that? <laughs> uh, since yesterday. Anyway, I thought that was I thought that was a Utex thing. Uh, well, I can actually do that too. Well, I see it this way. We want her to keep her safe, or you do want her safe, right? Yes, of course I want her safe. Why do you think I had her locked up in that in your room? And do you think it's really safe for her just to run off with one of my rowboats? Pro- probably not. So wouldn't it be better to, like, say, lock her up in my brig and maybe take her back to uh, the headquarters so they can keep an eye on her? Make sure she doesn't run off? I, 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 I don't know. Um, all of a sudden you hear Percy say, Aramel, we've got company! Yeah. Uh, what As now? about ten Navy ships start descending on your position. Descending as in? As in, uh... Like They're... sailing towards you. Okay, I thought you were saying that they were flying too. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, hoist the anchor and get us out of here. Yes, Captain. Uh, so you're flying the ship. Yep. Okay. Um, these ships begin taking pot shots at you. Can we take pot shots at them? Absolutely. Three of them hit, and and there's a few holes that are blown into the the hull of the ship. Stop blowing holes in my ship. For right now, you don't think it's water-worthy again because they're striking from below. You guys sink a, sink a good few of them, especially with these new cannons that uh, are on there. You guys sink a good few ships, um, and you're flying into the sky. Where are you going? Um, I would say the Mage College. Maybe get her. Oh, or that what? or should we go to Avisac? Uh, I do say, we need the ar- army, though? Yeah, we do need the army. So I said we go to the Steel Steelbrook and not Steelbrook, uh, the Mage College, and yeah, that's that's Steelbrook. Yeah, uh, yeah. Meet up everybody there. Okay, now I thought that you know Sean was saying everybody was ready, but yeah, we can go back to the War Mage College. I never said anybody was ready. Whoa. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I just said that <laughs> we'll be there to help you. This half pig yeah, is good. I say we meet up at Steelbrook <laughs> and then plan some stuff out. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. So yeah. get my ship bloody repaired. So yeah. <laughs> so you guys are flying. Um, you're flying northwest. Um, I don't know what you. What are you guys' attitudes towards everything that's happening right now? We haven't really discussed. Like you guys haven't even had a second to breathe, and now you have a chance. Utax uh, is just confused. <laughs> He's just as, as always confused. Uh, Aramel's having some deep thoughts right now. Greg uh, is. Uh, going through some of Aramel's old alcohol stash. I let him. <laughs> uh, I think Denise is extremely overwhelmed. I don't think she's totally grasped everything that she has to face and um has promised to do. I don't think she understands, but she knows she needs to. Yeah, it's kind of a rough time. Um, so over the course of a couple days, you guys make your way towards Steebrook. As you're getting closer, you notice a very large plume of smoke coming from the direction of Steebrook. And um, as you get closer and closer and closer, you don't see a floating island anymore. You see a large landmass sitting on the ground. 
as it appears two great armies have come to a great confrontation below. And the battle seems to be ceasing. And hmm. Ceasing in what way? As though there are a shit ton of dead people and people are just kind of assessing the wounded. Um, some of them appear to be bearing the insignia of Avisac. Some of them appear to be bearing the insignia of the Order of the Raven and the War Mage College. It appears as though the War Mage College has won this battle, but not without grave losses. Um, and you're kind of floating above this scene. Is there like a, some sort of like camp like where the There's, leadership will... It is chaos. I mean, there may have been, but things have since been either broken down or or des- destroyed. Um, everything just seems to be chaos right now and bloodshed. So what do you want to do as you're floating above this, uh, this shit show, this <laughs> horrific battle scene? So is the battle, like, finishing? The battle is, is, the battle is over. Okay. Um, I mean, we can go talk to You can kind of, I mean, you guys, give me, like, a perception check to see if you see something below that would yeah. be indicate that it's alive. <laughs> I got oh, a boy. 22. <laughs> oh, man. You're the wow. only one who okay. saw anything. Wow. I got a as Stephanie pack, overlooks, not paying attention. Yeah, as Stephanie kind of overlooks, she sees what might be an encampment of people that would uh, look like uh, an area that was kind of them amassing after a battle. It appears to be a group of the War Mages. I I think there's a group of the War Mages. We we should go talk to them, see what happened. Helmsman, le- uh, turn. Would it be starboard? Or port. Mm. Yes. So it'd be starboard. Yes. So turn starboard. Uh, the uh, ship begins to sink down towards the ground and, and then floats kind of just above this contingent of people as they're looking up. Uh, set down uh, rope ladders. Okay. And Yep. Rope ladders get down. You guys are able to make it to the ground. So you climb off this ship and uh, there appears to be a bunch of people from the War Mage College kind of amassing in, in another shield wall before them. And from behind them, you hear a woman's voice say, wait, wait, it's them. And she emerges, and it appears to be Verna, or the Raven Queen, <laughs> standing before you. She looks you over, and she walks up to Denias, looks her up and down, and then just gives her this loving embrace. And she says, I'm sorry, my child. And that's where we'll end the episode. Damn. That was uh that was kind of a bummer, Sean. I that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> the feels, man, the feels. We'll get back into combat and stuff next week. This is kind of the the uh big plot point of the season. Yeah, guys, you can as always find us on our website at Tabletop Champs or on Twitter at uh, on our website at tabletopchampions.com or on Twitter at Tabletop Champs. I'm at Sean the DM. I'm at Fung. I'm at the Void Man. The O is a zero. I'm at RP underscore G Gamer. And I'm at Nat20Steph. And until next time, toodles. Bye. 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 Uh, pause really quick. What was the king's name again? Fuck, I should have written this shit down.